And the time, mm, let's do maths, 22 minutes to 8 o'clock. You're listening to Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. And we've been saying that it is not right. Uh-uh. Seriously now. That Christian statistics, marriage-wise, would look pretty much, very much the same as the world's does. That might mean two things. Either we're saying we're Christians and we're not, or we're Christians who aren't doing marriage the words way. If we did, if we were prepared to be lost and serve, humility, all of that stuff, die to self then our marriages would not look this way. So we decided we're going to get into marriages. We're going to talk to people who are married, are still married, year in and year out. And today, Nicholas and Pravani Kelderman. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Give yourself, Janine. Doing fine, thanks. Pravani, how are you doing? A bit rough. You know how it is, waking up and it's the the kiddie circus. But uh, (laughs) all is good. (laughs) How many kids are we talking here? We're talking three busy, beautiful boys. And what ages? <laughs> Vincent is six, Kiran is four, and Ivan uh, is going to be a year old in a week's time. I am so silent with respect. Wow. And three boys are providing you are so yes and the right sister. You are losing battle oh, between I all the girls among the thorns. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the beginning. Um if uh, what we love doing is we we like Nicholas to describe Pravani and tell the world this is who my wife is, personality-wise. What does she do for a living? That you know, introduce the woman to this country. All right. So Pravani is a full-on extrovert. Loves being with people. Loves being in the center of the room of attention. <laughs> uh, great sense of humor. Uh, my dad's description of her is that she's the most non-Indian Indian he knows. <laughs> uh, that's because she can just relate with everybody. It uh, doesn't matter what culture or what perspective you come from. She is relatable. And uh, what she does for a living is we bu- she works for Campus Crusade for Christ with the student ministry, uh, focusing on University of Pretoria. But predominantly, she spends her time raising three boys and making sure that we as a household uh, function well at the end of the day. Survive. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, she feeds us, like, constantly. The Indian thing, she loves to feed. Uh... <laughs> Pravani, that's always a good thing, you know, the man to, the, the way to a man's heart. Although Vainan keeps saying it's not during his, not through his stomach, it's through his ego. That's yeah, what Vainan always says. definitely through the He's ego. Mm. Uh, so, Pravani, tell me about <laughs> Nicholas. Who's this man? Oh, my word. So, uh Nicholas, when I met him, and even until now, is he's one of the weirdest people I know. Um, <laughs> so he's, um, he is a social introvert, very strong introvert, but nobody would know that when they're interacting with him. Uh, he is, he is unbelievably good with technology. Technology seems to fall to its knees and submit when he touches the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how that works. Come work for us, Nicholas. We need you. <laughs> right now. <laughs> He's like dial a nerd, you know, in the campus crusade. <laughs> so speaking of which, his ministry is clearly uh, internet uh, evangelism and discipleship. Also at Campus um, Crusade for Christ. Also with Campus Crusade for Christ. 
And he has always wanted to be a dad, and it shows. He is an amazing father to our three boys. Um, and he is he is the best friend I've ever met. Uh, nobody Nobody's sense of humor is as quirky and weird and wonderful as him. <laughs> Though I must say, I think the two of you deserve one another. Can I just inform these listeners at Radio Pulpit? So I met these two at volleyball. Yes. Yeah. We're not the best volleyball players in the world, but we had a lot of fun at volleyball because these two kept life interesting. Very, very interesting, which is why I invited them today. Um, I'm going to start with Nicholas, and I know that Pravani is going to fall in and help him tell us the story of how the two of you met one another. How did Jesus bring the two of you together? All right, so we met at a prayer conference uh, teaching new Christians on how to pray that Campus Crusade for Christ hosted. Um, Pravani was there with students that she was discipling, and I was pulled in uh, by one of the other staff members who went to the same church as I did. And um, so I was there as a free food, free accommodation, and I'm <laughs> praying there to make sure that other people uh, learn how to pray. Free food, free accommodation, more money. <laughs> on, the, on the last evening uh, of this conference, uh, I was walking around bored, uh, nothing to do, and I found this group playing 30 seconds, and I joined in. And across from me in the other opposing team was this fiery, energetic uh, p- person, uh, namely Pravani, and um, we understood each other's descriptions, and uh, she would actually kick me under the table to distract me while my team is explaining things to me or while I'm explaining stuff. Now, anybody who knows me knows I'm not competitive at all, right? I'm a very calm kind of person. Okay, Total lies. I'm seeing the face, yeah, and Nicholas is not agreeing. No, not at all. I'm a 30-second addict. If there's any opportunity to play 30 seconds. Um, I will take it. So anyway, I was playing 30 seconds and there's this guy in the other team. And I was like, who's this nonsense who's trying to take my throne? Hello, I'm not having it. So anyway. So, but during the gameplay, the more we interacted, the more I felt like I knew her my entire life. And things were just natural and easy in our communication. Uh, I had boldness and craziness that just came out, and she responded in kind. And that that was our first encounter. And uh, two weeks later, <laughs> um, I was a best man at a wedding of the guy of a guy I met at the conference, and Pravani was the maid of honor. And I think that that is where you know the flirting and the. Uh, <laughs> The passion started by CP. It's a Christian radio station. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it sounds like a godly setup. There, there was some light banter. Okay. Yeah, light, <laughs> okay. Uh, and boldness there came from nowhere. I don't know how, why I was so bold or why I was, yeah, I didn't have any inhibitions. Um, the Holy Spirit had to empower you with boldness. Uh, yes, absolutely. He knew this man needed a wife. <laughs> No. Thank you, my dear. Yeah. Um, and two weeks later, we decided, okay, we're gonna make, we're gonna work at, we're dating with the purpose of getting married. That's um, very cool. That you my, man with a mission. Okay, no, Pravani, I, I, I no, am yeah. curious about the first time. So you bring this man home now. You've got to introduce him to the family. 
And what oh. was the reaction? Oh my word, I don't even know whether I can say that on radio. No, not the okay, say it nicely. So, Janine, uh, you got to know that my parents thought I'm some sort of, uh, you know, my daughter's never going to get married. She's married to the Lord, you know, because she's too picky. Um, so I'd never brought anybody home. And so uh, the first time I told my parents about Nick, I showed him their picture. And um, my dad was in shock. He was like, okay, um, well, so we're, uh, it's going to be good to meet him. Uh, <laughs> and so when I brought him home, my mom had no idea what to do. Because, I mean, we're, we're a strong Indian family, right? So my mom served biryani and... <laughs> What, as a taste to see this whitey can handle it? Oh, my word. You know, not only the heat, right, but he had every utensil in the drawer. Um, <laughs> he had a knife, a, a spork, uh, well, sorry, not a spork, a knife, a fork, and a spoon, and nobody else had cutlery. And so Nicholas looked around, and he was like, okay, well, I'll eat with my hands, too. Oh, Janine, my mom's smile was unbelievable. She was like, okay. He can be a part of the family now. <laughs> he just he just so passed the test. And 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 Nicholas, because you now there, you you arrive there and and this awkward situation, you gotta prove yourself because any lady's dad is, is got you know, got the gun there in the back room <laughs> because if you don't make it, you're okay. not gonna make it. So was it daunting? <laughs> uh, for me yeah, um how can I put it? I ate a lot. Um, an Indian household food is a, uh, for Indian women, food is a love language. So I ate three helpings, proper helpings of biryani, and then an hour later was dessert, and an hour later was something else to eat, and an hour later was the next thing to eat, and then it was tea time, and then it's dinner again. Um, so I ate my full, but with my uh, father-in-law now, um, he loves cars. So I had to, and I know nothing about cars. So I had to go and sit through his books and look at vintage cars and li- listen to how he's talking about cars and look interested, even though it's not my string. But, yeah, I think I've, I proved myself for them um, just by engaging them, just by talking and being open about who I am and having the boldness to be who I am as well. Mm-hmm. Pravani, how long have you two been married now? Uh, on the 11th of July, we celebrated 11 years of marriage. 11 years of marriage. So let's go to there at the beginning because the first few years, the sorting one another out. Is it different when you know Jesus and when you don't know Jesus? Does, does, does yes. this come into play? Because you're both in ministry, you know, you're supposed to do this really, really well. You know, Christians are supposed to be, you know, more perfect than others. How did it go those first years? Well, you know, I, I gotta say, it's funny because a lot of people were asking us, don't you have cross-cultural clashes? And it's funny, the, the thing that united us the most was our cultures. Our cultures had more in common than we, we would have thought. The funny thing is, is the male and female clash was the biggest thing. You know, I want, uh, it, it, it's funny how, um, uncommunicated expectations it's funny, I was talking into the mouth. Okay, um, <laughs> uncommunicated expectations were the, were the toughest thing uh, in the first couple of years. And it was, I'm, I'm grateful that because Nick 
came from a home where they, um, his parents had a very strong marriage. Uh, I was able to throw whatever <laughs> I could at him. I was very verbal, very expressive. And uh, he was able to buffer it and uh, take it in. So I came from a very expressive, say what you feel, explosive marriage model. And he came from a silent warfare <laughs> model. Okay, just explain to me. So was he the one that was not communicating his expectations and you were? Or where did the disconnect come? So I would have this expectation that the man is supposed to do A, B, C, and D. You know, uh, the man is supposed to wash the car all the time, uh, take out the trash. The man is supposed to be this aggressive sort of beat your chest gorilla kind of situation. And Nick came from a home where he had a dad who had a servant heart. And so he's like, well, I don't, I don't have to meet your expectations. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I don't have to be that, that alpha male. That's not who I am. And I thought you knew that when you met me. Mm. I'm not the, you know, aggressive alpha male dude. So it's interesting, uh, that time and the right question. And of course, getting it out. <laughs> no, um, we, during marriage course, our premarital, uh, counseling, we got to understand that, um, I am a crowbar and he's a clam. Ah, you're the crowbar and he's the clam. Interesting picture. Oh, my word. When we we disagreed, I would try and prop him open and he would clam shut. So, Did that change over the years? Nicholas, did you you learn to open up more because you saw the need was there? I I think we learned how to uh, argue better. Hmm. Um, And... Pravani had to learn that she needed to express what she needed to express and then give me at least half an hour to an hour to process. Ah. And then we would come back together and then discuss it out and try and figure out this problem. Uh, Because the picture that we had was crowbar and clam, but actually it was about somebody who gets stuff out and wants it out and the person who needs to process before they actually want to speak. Mm. Uh, because I, I, for me, it's important to choose my words because I don't want to hurt her. And it's interesting that something that like that can bring division in a marriage if it's not resolved. So I do want to ask um, and bring in Jesus because he's fruits of the spirit. That that humility and that dying to yourself is is such a key when it comes to surviving marriage in 2020 um, especially now when people are cooped up in houses and it sort of brings out the ba- the, the the weaker points um was there something that through uh, that through doing it the way Jesus would do it you know he would expect it and he leads us to do it uh, did you have to learn stuff the hard way in that marriage as well you know uh, i got to say the benefit of being a believer is that um when you when you walk away to give the other person time, you know, and you're busy letting off steam and kicking rocks and and whatever, he um, the thing I found most fantastic is that he has met me where I'm at, and I keep venting at the Lord about Nicholas, and while I'm venting, he's starting to change my heart. You know, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. asking him to deal with my husband. <laughs> And while I'm screaming at the Lord and looking at scripture, he's dealing, he's changing my heart. So 
so when I go back to Nick, I have a, a softer heart and my ear is a bit unblocked, if I can put it that way. So God is and a I, good I, listener. Oh, my word. And how. I mean, it's so, better to. God, to God, it's better to vent to God than it is to vent to a friend or to someone else. You know, it's when, when you keep the three, that unity of yours, holy, you two and the king of the universe. I, I just, it's just, there's a, it's just, you're just better off. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that help as well is <clears throat> learning to speak life, mm-hmm. the things that we want to be alive in our marriage, and also to speak death to things that needs to die in our marriage. Because there's stuff that we can that that we both carry from our past, and we need to grow in it. But there's also stuff that we need to let go. And yeah, as Pravani mentioned, she was expecting alpha male, and here she gets calm, timid, nice Nicholas. Um, and it's very hard. And bringing that to God and laying it at God's feet and saying, Lord. You're in control. You're the one that whose guidance I need to follow. Uh, that patience, that love, that self-control is very, very key at the end of the day. And as I shared, I don't want to hurt her. I want to protect her. But that's also part of what Scripture encourages me to do. I need to die for her. And I've got to tell you, Scripture has been our, um, uh, our mask in the storm, so to speak. Um, especially, you know, reading from Scripture about... Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. Mm. Uh, things like from Proverbs, you know, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Yeah. You know, to be able to uh, learn how to feed respect and pour that onto my husband and see how he responds in kind, how he responds lovingly. And to, to know that if I can, I can say powerful things in a gentle way. You know, like scripture is so full of that stuff. So Yeah. Pravani, I want to ask you because... And I want you to ask both of you, I'm going to give you a, a chance to speak to the nation, but I want you to speak to specifically strong women, Pravani, women with, with a strong will who have got the potential to manipulate because you know how to do, you know, you know what you want. Alpha woman, <laughs> you know, you've got the potential to walk over people if, if you didn't have the word. Um, to guide you how to do a marriage. Could you speak to women like that and, and give them some guidance and advice about what helped you? Um, I got to say that, okay, I grew up in a household where it was modeled to me that all the woman had were her words. Hmm. Um, and I, I must tell you that your words, that really death and life is in the power of the tongue. Uh, your words can... Um, uh, it, it can have, it can be a battery acid over your husband's strength. Um, and so we need to be, use our words, um, to build up as, as, oh, uh, let me put it this way. We can use our words as bricks to build a wall between our husband or to build a fortress around the enemy's lives, sure. against the enemy's lives. Mm. And so if we speak words of life to our husband, you know, use the, the bitterness and the corrosiveness that we feel. If we can take that into our into our um, closet and pour that out before the Lord, He will pour something different into our hearts 
to pour out to our husbands. Oh, that's precious. Nicholas, you've got mm-hmm. one minute <laughs> to speak to the men oh, as well, because words, I want to do it in capital letters. Remember what Pravani just said to us as women, because it can build up or break down so much. Nicholas, speak to the men in the marriages. For us as men, um, we uh, sometimes see women as the weaker one. And actually, she's, according as when we look at Genesis 1, it's she's our helper. And at the end of the day, we need to figure out where my strength is and where her strength is. And let us fill in for one another and encourage one another. At the end of the day, it's my responsibility to protect her. That's non-negotiable. But for us as men, it's also important to uplift, encourage, and build into our wives, which God has given us to build into them, to love them and encourage them every step of the way. Um, Thank you, guys, both of you. uh, We learned from you, and we want to bless you with. You know when when Joshua said, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May that always be something that you two are recognized for, that this is a household that serves the Lord and, and picks the fruit of doing life his way. And may other people be jealous of what they see in your house. Um, and, and may it lead them to at least ask the question, what makes it work? And may they then see Jesus, not only two good people, you know, who may, who, who try their best, but may they see Jesus when they look at the two of you and may the two of you have a stunning rest of your day and go get some coffee and now you can, you know, spoil him with some more biryani. Okay. <laughs> I, I just have one, one last thing. It's going to be very quick. I, I know I was, if I'm able to tell women anything, I, I need to say this. Please surround yourself with healthy women. Yeah. Please surround yourself with women who are winning at, at their marriages. God-fearing women. That's all. Yeah. The two of you, thank you very much. You, your precious time was much appreciated.